0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors are losing (laughs) to the Dallas Mavericks in the fourth quarter. I decided to record this episode because even though the bench, the young guys are making a go of it. And according to a text from Aram in Toronto that I just got, they got it down to 16. <laughs> Unless the Warriors come back and win, this is going to be the episode. You know, we all knew that the Mavs would come out fighting in this one. They didn't want to get swept. No one wants to get swept. But credit to the Warriors. They started out playing relatively well. They were playing with effort and intention, but some of their shots just weren't falling and the Mavs were shooting pretty pretty dang well. And it was a close game up until the second quarter when, in a very inspired move, Steve Kerr put both Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody in the game with Jordan Poole. And I was like, oh, cool. This should be, be kind of fun to see some of these young guys, like this energy and whatnot, see how they do. And I was like, this is a good idea because you know, give them some run in this game. I guess if you're going to pick a game to put them all in together, it would be this one. And of course, Kerr's hands were kind of tied because Otto Porter Jr. is out with that foot injury. So Kaminga was going to get his minutes most likely. Sure, he could have gone to JTA, but I think Kerr wanted to give Kaminga a shot. And it went okay for a while with those guys. Kaminga hit a few free throws and Moody played well. And then You know, the rope started to slip a little bit and then there was like a timeout or a TV timeout or something. Honestly, I was expecting subs for either both Moody and Kamenga or at least one of them, but they were still in there and Kerr went with them. And honestly, that's kind of where they let go of the rope a little bit, right? The lead got up to double digits and more importantly, the Mavs, they built up a lot of confidence. The crowd got into it and the Mavs Found their deep shooting stroke. So, even though it was only 10 points or so roughly that the Warriors were behind, yeah, you know, it was one of those things you insert Steph, you insert Draymond, you insert the starters, and it's well within reach. But, you know, we knew that eventually the Mavericks would have a game where they shot the lights out, and this happened to be it. They just kept hitting shots and the Warriors couldn't overcome them in the second quarter. And then they were down by 15. And then there was that weird rain delay where there was a leak in the roof, which seemed to go on for like an extra 15 minutes at least. So I thought that maybe that would cool off the Mavs. And I think that's kind of the general consensus, like the logical thing to assume, but it didn't. And they just kept draining threes all over the court the warriors they were a step slow on defense and again they were still sloppy and that was it you <laughs> know that was pretty much it i said at halftime with a 15 point deficit that i was hoping that the warriors would clean up some of their mistakes a little bit make up for the young guys putting them in the hole and that the Mavs would not shoot this well for the whole game. But if they were to shoot that well, then hats off to them. They earned that and they deserve that because it's hard to beat a team when they are raining threes that crazily. So as I check the score right now, as I check the score right now, it's 110.97. So maybe I st- spoke too soon, but uh, let me check this out. Okay. They got it down to 110-102 with three minutes, 22 seconds left. So I'm going to go and watch this and put this on pause. If uh, if they win, this will be a really funny intro for, for an episode. Okay, so I'm back. I went down to watch the game and the Warriors were down by eight and they put some of their starters in. But ultimately, the, the Mavs, they hit enough shots. But hey, you know, props to the bench guys, Kaminga, Moody, bialitza Poole, and Damon Lee for bringing them back from that massive deficit. Honestly, that's kind, of kind of a positive, right? That they kept fighting, kept scrapping. I mean, if the Warriors had actually won this game, that would have been a very, very weird way to win, a weird ending, not only to come back from a 30-point deficit, whatever it was, but to have your bench do it and then put your starters back in and then have them finish it off. But it didn't happen. And we're going back to San Francisco on Thursday. But it is what it is. The Warriors, they, they battled, but they just couldn't pull this one out. I think that when you get a team that's shooting this hot, hopefully, you know, the Mavs don't shoot this hot in game five back at Chase Center because that would be problematic. But at least this gives the Warriors a chance to just regroup and focus like they did when they closed out at Chase Center against the Nuggets, which was a similar situation. The Warriors had taken the first three of the first round series, and then they lost game four in Denver. And then they just close out game five at home. So hopefully that's the trend for this thing as well. Again, just like Aram and Toronto said in the last episode, I don't think the Mavericks have enough talent to be the first team to come back from an 0-3 deficit. But, you know, with those... Thoughts in the back of your mind of the 3 1 lead in the 2016 finals. If you're a Warriors fan, there's always a little, little bit of you that's like kind of, kind of scared, kind of uncertain about it being over until it's really, really over. But like they did with the Memphis Grizzlies, they had that terrible game in game five in Memphis and then closed out at home and moved on. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm expecting. The Warriors outscored the Mavericks 39-20 in the fourth quarter. So they made a go of it, right? They made a go of it. And uh, that's, I guess, all you could ask for when you raise a white flag and put your subs in that they kept fighting. Also, hey, the starters didn't play a ton of minutes. Draymond, he didn't come back in in the fourth. He played 26 minutes. Steph played 33. Clay played 28 Luna only played 20 and Wiggins played 31. The Warriors had some chances once they got it down to eight or 10, but some defensive lapses, breakdowns, and a couple turnovers, you know, the Jonathan Kaminga charge, and then the Jordan Poole dribbling and slipping. I mean, that dude slips a lot, man. He slips a lot. Maybe he should look at getting some better traction on his basketball shoes, but it is what it is. It made it exciting, Kind of feels like the Warriors lost two different games, but that's that's all right. It just counts for, counts for one. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total made threes, Full rebounds and more and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But just to go back to that second quarter when I was saying that having Moody and Kaminga in there, that's when the Mavericks really started extending their lead and everything and started getting confidence and started finding their shooting strokes. But, you know, I don't put it on those guys. Obviously, they, they made a go of it in the fourth, but I don't put it on those guys. I think it was fine for them to get some playing time and for Kerr to play them. I do think that maybe Kerr should have pulled them a little bit sooner. But, you know, he was playing that hand, kind of extending it, putting a little bit of trust into them, letting them absorb some experience. And, you know, to be honest, like, hey, a 10-point lead when you put the starters back in is something that I, and I'm sure Kerr and the rest of the Warriors, were confident that the Warriors could come back from. You know what I mean? But they didn't until the fourth quarter with the subs and uh that's just how how it goes anyway i wasn't too disappointed in the warriors effort i just thought that they were a little bit sloppy and you know hats off to the mavs they just shot the lights out when it came down to it they were 20 for 43 from 3 compared to the warriors 10 for 28 they both made 17 free throws the warriors actually shot more free throws and they both shot around 48, what, 49, 50%. The Warriors shot 41 of 84 from the field and the Mavs shot 41 of 82. So very close, you know. Uh, The Warriors, I mean, in terms of turnovers, it was eight to nine, then the Warriors had nine. So it was really just the Mavs shooting the lights out of everything. And uh, you move on from there, you know. Hopefully there's some adjustments to make and the Warriors lick their wounds from tonight. They go home, get some rest and come out. And hopefully the crowd helps overwhelm the Mavs and we move on to the finals and call it a day. But hopefully, hopefully (laughs) the Mavs don't shoot this well again. And the Warriors like really, really take this next game seriously. I feel like they will because they've taken this Mavs series very seriously. They took game one very seriously. They took game three very seriously. So I feel like they came out wanting to win this game. It just didn't work out for them. So I expect that kind of effort on Thursday even more so. They just want to end this, get some rest. And hopefully, I don't know, hopefully Otto Porter Jr. is good to go. Hopefully he's ready to go. They really missed him a little bit, especially when they had to play a bunch of the young guys. It would be helpful to have him as an option, having his veteran leadership, his savvy, his shooting, his rebounding, all that stuff. So fingers crossed that he's good to go for game five. Anyway, I ain't mad about this game, to be honest. But if they lose game five, then I'll be in a worse mood and I'll be sweating a little bit more. That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to me up on Twitter at Patrick Lupino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Warriors. Also check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. to The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and for Spotify, and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.